This is your host, Victoria, and in today's episode, we are speaking about creating your principles. As usual, I would love to know what you're up to, what everything around you looks like right now as you listen to this episode. So please take a quick picture of where you're at and tag me or send it to me over on Instagram at Victoria Sardain. I would love to feel like I'm right there beside you. Enjoy. Welcome to the Victoria Sardane podcast, where you'll discover actionable tools, tips, and tricks, as well as inspiring conversations to support you to change your own reality. We all have immense personal power within us. We all have the ability to be the person we look up to the most and take charge of our lives and our future. Sometimes we just need a little insight, a little change of perspective, and a friendly nudge to take the step. Are you ready? Hi everybody, today we are talking about the concept of principles and what it means to create your own principles. I'm sharing this concept with you because it's something that I speak about with a lot of my clients and that I've been thinking about a lot since reading the book Principles by Ray Dalio. So if you don't know what that book is, Ray Dalio is the founder of Bridgewater's Associates, which was one of the biggest asset management funds in the world, and he kind of coined this idea of creating principles for everything in your life and he started it when it came to investment and he was creating principles on how to invest and how to react to certain fluctuations in the market and all of that and he ended up expanding that to creating principles in his business and even in his personal life and the idea with the creation of these principles is essentially creating yourself a little bit of a toolbox of guiding principles that allow you to reduce error that allow you to increase consistency in your life, to improve and facilitate your decision making, and improve the way that you can handle certain situations. These principles are also ways for you to be able to take out perhaps other factors that might influence the decisions you make, such as how you're feeling that day, your mood, an emotion that might be coming over you, and really simplify into these principles. So, This is really what I wanted to share with you today, just this kind of concept of creating principles. And as I said, this is something I've been doing a lot with my clients, and I thought that I would give you guys just a few examples of what that actually looks like, the process we went through to create these principles, and that will hopefully give you a bit of a vision and an extra little tool that you can use in your own life as well. So the first example I wanted to share with you is an example I went with a client of mine last week, where she started off with a question and this is often where i encourage my clients to actually come up with principles is when they have a starting question so for this particular client the question was about choosing her next steps in this new phase of her life and the question was should i listen to my head or should i listen to my heart so that's a very common question we might not necessarily phrase it like that but usually we might think Logically, I know that I should probably be doing XYZ, but in my gut or my heart tells me, you know what, just go off and do this instead. So that was really the question, should I listen to my head or to my heart? What we did to start off answering this question was by looking at what is her natural tendency. So I speak a lot about natural tendencies. I made it an entire podcast episode about are we capable of change, where I spoke about this concept of natural tendencies. So if you're interested, I will link that in the show notes below. 
But the reason why it's important to look at her natural tendency is because we can have an idea of what does she naturally sway towards. So in most given situations, is she more likely to listen to her head or more likely to listen to her heart? And she said in this particular example, she has a tendency to listen to her head. So she tends to logic or reason her way into things rather than necessarily listen to what her gut is saying or what her heart wants or what she feels driven towards. So that's already interesting in itself. And the reason why it's important to get clarity on the natural tendency is because we know that by nature, she will always veer towards listening to her head. So if she has a tendency to always listen to her head in order to create a bit of a balance, because we don't want to only be listening to one or only be listening to the other, we want a bit of a balance between the two. So in order to create a balance, she will most probably have to put more effort into listening more to her heart. Her tendency, as we said before, will naturally veer her to listen to her head. Therefore, it's up to her to kind of turn the steering wheel in the other direction, focus more intently on listening to her heart in order to be able to find some kind of a middle ground. So that was the first step, is understanding what is her natural tendency. The second step was then, with this natural tendency, creating a principle. So we know that for this particular client, in any given situation, she's more likely to listen to her head. So that's always what she's going to veer towards. And that gives us the opportunity to create a principle which might actually be something along the lines of when in a given situation where you really don't know if you should listen to your head or to your heart, listen to your heart. Because we know that in most situations she'll listen to her head, so when she's really at this crossroad and she doesn't know, it probably means that if she's debating, it probably means that her heart is what needs to be listened to. So we could create that principle. Once we have that principle, what's important is to make it a little bit more nuanced. So we can ask the question, all right, is it always the best idea to listen to your heart? And she had actually responded saying, well, not really, because in this situation, you know, my heart isn't clear. It doesn't really know what it wants. It's a bit all over the place. So I don't actually have something clear I need to follow. So great, we're able to incorporate that into the principle we created and actually shift the principle saying, when in a phase of doubt, listen to your heart, unless what your heart wants is incredibly unclear. Then listen to your head until your heart finds clarity. So that would be a principle we are able to create. The most important thing to keep in mind when it comes to principles is they are not rules. They are not things that we follow without ever being changed or that we follow no matter what, they become instead guides, so guiding principles, that we then want to try out and test out. So she might be in a situation where, I don't know, in a romantic situation, she doesn't know if she should listen to her head or to her heart, so she puts this principle into place, she uses it, and perhaps it didn't work out. Okay, great. So we know that maybe when it comes to a romantic situation, this principle does not hold true. So perhaps the principle becomes, in all situations that are not romantic situations, this is the guiding principle. And she would maybe want to create another principle for when she finds herself in a romantic situation, for example. So that was just one example, which is more of a 
personal life example of how we can actually use this concept of principles. Another example I wanted to share with you was from another client and we came up with this principle together a few months back when she was in a bit of a challenging situation at work. She was presented with a new challenge, with a new opportunity, with a new project that she could onboard at work. And although it was a very exciting opportunity, although it was something that would be great for her, both on a personal level in terms of growth, but also on a level of career progression, in the moment, she was overcome with this big sense of imposter syndrome. And although in theory, it would be something that she'd be very excited to do, when she was presented with this new opportunity, her first response was hesitant, was unsure, was a bit scared, a bit worried, and seeming a little bit like she was taking a step back and wasn't really leaping forward into it. And when we spoke about this during our coaching call, she really expressed that she doesn't want to have these kind of reactions because it's something that she wanted to do, it's something that would be a great opportunity, and although she did feel driven towards it, her imposter syndrome, her fear, and her internal insecurities actually made her probably seem less confident than she was, might have even instilled doubt in her superior who was presenting her with this opportunity, and she was very aware that this is a kind of situation that could actually hinder her progress in her career later on. So we took this same approach of creating principles, these same steps, starting by understanding her natural tendency. So her natural tendency was when presented with an exciting opportunity, worry, fear, imposter syndrome, and insecurity would take the first step. And these elements would actually shift the way in which she would react to this opportunity. So what we did is we created a principle which said, when presented with a new challenge, the default response should be excitement and appreciation. So that was our starting principle. We then took in that third step, which was once we've gone through the tendencies, once we've created a starting principle, when does this principle not work? What are the nuances? What are the times in which this actually wouldn't be the best solution? So we looked at the idea that, well, Maybe what if it's an opportunity that's completely outside of her department and isn't really something that's in line with where she wants to progress in her career? So we therefore changed the principle and added to the end, if it is outside of her department, to request extra time to think about it. So still allowing that default response to be excitement and appreciation, but also adding in extra time to really think about it and step back if it's something that is outside of her department or her direction of desired growth. So her final principle ended up being, when presented with a new challenge, my default response should be excitement and appreciation. If it is outside of my department, also request more time to think about it. So that was the principle we ended with, and then we were able to action it, test it out, and say, great, keep that in mind, try it out in different scenarios, see how it goes, see if there's something else that stands in your way. At the same time, of course, we were doing the coaching work to handle this fear, handle this imposter syndrome, and really understand what was bringing up those emotions of insecurity 
when she was presented with this, but at least this principle allows her to have a bit of a guide and have a bit of a way forward when presented with these kind of opportunities. So those are two examples about principles and how we can incorporate them both into our personal life, both into our work life. I really recommend you guys to try it out, to keep it in mind, to think about it, especially when you find yourself asking yourself questions such as, you know, should I push through or should I give up in this situation? Should I keep trying or do I need to be taking a step back? Should I be asking somebody else for their feedback or should I be backing myself and going for it? If you find yourself, especially in these situations of either or, I really find that creating principles can be incredibly helpful. It can really give us a feeling of having something to follow that is a really good starting point. And once again, the whole idea with the principles is to trial and test and the principles will gain more and more nuance. So you might say, okay, this is the guiding principle in this kind of scenario, but if the scenario looks more like this, then this is the principle. So that is how we can actually concretely use those principles in our daily life, going back of those four steps that we went through. The first one is understand your natural tendency. The importance of that is that your natural tendency will always sway you in one direction. So you might actually need to create a principle which encourages you to go in the other direction in order to find a middle ground. So that's the first one, find your tendency. The second one is create a base principle. The third one is to understand potential times and situations where that base principle would not work and to adjust it a little bit to add in the nuance, to add in the exceptions. And the fourth one is really just to trial and test. Test it in different scenarios, allow it to become a little bit more complex, to pick up a bit more nuance and a bit more details into it as well. So I hope that that was interesting. I hope that this concept is something that spoke to you and I hope that it's something that you try out. Please do not hesitate to send me any feedback that you might have or any questions or if you're practicing with some principles and you're not sure, you can also send them over to me on DM. I love having discussions with you guys about these topics as well. If this is something that you're interested in, if you're finding yourself in a phase of change where principles might be able to help you, but you might need a little something else as well, that is where coaching can come into play. Next month, I'll be taking on about two to three more one-on-one -on -one coaching clients. So if you are interested, the details for that will also be in the show notes below. Send me a message. We can have a chat, see where you're at, and if one-on-one -on -one coaching would be the right route forward for you. I'm also hosting a retreat in Portugal at the end of the summer. It will be at the end of September in Portugal. It is a holistic wellness retreat, which I'm co-hosting with my friend Sarah, who's a holistic nutritionist. The whole idea of this retreat is to level up your health in every single way. So Sarah will be guiding you through cooking demos and nutrition workshops and finding ways to change your habits in a very practical, applicable way to create huge changes in your health. On my side, I'll be bringing you through movement practices every single day. We're also going to be doing workshops and personal development activities and basically giving you a big toolbox that you can bring home and apply to your everyday life in a way that's easy, that's simple, that's applicable, and that really seamlessly links into your everyday life. 
All the details for that will also be in the show notes below, so you can go ahead and check that out. And in the meantime, guys, I will see you next week for a brand new episode. Thank you.